Welcome to Urban Theology, the podcast where two millennial men brought together by the grace of God share their ups, downs, and everything in between. All right, so I'm one half of the podcast, Toby, back again for episode number two. I'm going to holler at my man Raheem. What's good, man? Hey, I'm good, brother. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for episode two. Man, it's been uh, been about a week, and we're back at it, man. We didn't, we didn't quit on y'all yet. Yeah, yo, I think we got the jitters out that first episode because I was listening back to it. I was like, eh, I kind of was a little nervous on that, man. Nah, you wasn't the only one, man. I had a, a few cases of the stutters on episode one, so uh, we worked that out, so we're going to be all good today. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is episode two. We got a jam-packed episode, and I will say it's probably going to be more focused on the men this episode, but... If you assist out there and you're tuned in, this can probably also help you understand us a little bit more. So stay tuned. Uh, Before we get into anything, we just want to go ahead and kick this off with with the opening prayer. So I'm going to pass it off to my guy, Raheem. Take us home, man. Thanks, bro. So uh, in Jesus' name, uh, Father, our God and our King, Lord, we just thank you for this day. And we thank you for another opportunity to come and just discuss your word and to, to offer hope. Lord, we just ask that you'd come in our midst, our Holy Spirit, that you would help us to speak with wisdom. And Lord, I just pray that uh, this episode be a blessing unto those that hear it. I pray that you'd bless me and Toby as we speak. And we just thank you, Lord. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, thank you for blessing the podcast real quick. So I, I got to address something because, you know, we have been working hard trying to set this podcast up. And, you know, we had something happen today where, I checked my Twitter timeline and I saw a bunch of notifications. And I was like, yo, how did this get out? You feel me? Because we had an agreement where we was going to keep this to ourselves. You know, so I looked on my timeline and I'm like, I'm seeing some notifications. And I'm like, yo, did you leak the podcast? <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, I did. I did leak it to, to one or two people. And I, and I asked for private feedback. I said, let this be private. private. <laughs> uh, I know. And it went public. But um. Hopefully by the time you're, you're hearing this, you'll get everything at the right time. Hey, I, I think God has perfect timing for everything in our lives. And while we weren't ready to throw this out there to the public, it's already happened. Now, what I will say is we, ha- we don't even have a contract yet. I will say that. You know, so if I hit you with a, with, with a Scottie Pippen contract, a seven year, eight, hey, you just gotta go. I <laughs> know, uh, man. That's, that's gonna be a rough one. I can't be like Scotty, but we, we're gonna work something out, man. No, but in all honesty, though, this is this is just good conversation with good people. So I'm not too worried about the business side of things. But it, it, it was funny because I don't even be getting that much traffic on my on, on my Twitter as of late. And I saw that, I'm like, yo, I know Raheem just 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 put this out there. <laughs> Yeah, man. But how you feeling today? How you feeling today? Oh, man, feeling all right, man. Uh, it was a really good weekend with family. My sister turned 40 yesterday, so. Nice. We had, yeah, we did a little something small. We were supposed to be in Cancun, you know, for her birthday. But, you know, the Rona done messed that up, so we just had to yeah. regroup. Yeah. What about you, man? What's it looking like on your side? Bro, I feel good. I feel good. And honestly, it's just I'm thankful to God because I'm I'm excited on a Monday night to – talk about God, you know, like I really am somebody who my Monday nights, I usually get excited for like Monday night football. I mean, I love talking about God, but it's just, you want to create routines. And I'm seeing this as something where it's like every week I'm excited to get on the pod and just 
talk about God and talk about some experiences and how we can, you know, become better in our relationship with God. So, you know, I'm excited, you know, I just feel like this is an opportunity for both of us to not only help others, but to help each other. So look, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm glad, I'm glad you're excited, man. Um, Obviously this is Monday. So uh, yesterday I watched another two episodes of the last dance, man. Definitely wanted to get your, get your opinion on that. Like, what do you, what do you think so far on the, you know, the documentary, what are your insights and are you learning anything new? Like what's, what's your, what's your feedback? Oh yeah. Let's open that up. Let's open that up real quick. So first off, my favorite NBA player of all time is Kobe Bryant. Okay. I'm not going to go as far as, as to say he's the best player of all time, but he's my personal favorite. So Seeing the first episode that came on last night was special, man. Seeing Kobe battle Jordan in that all-star game and seeing what Michael Jordan had to say about him, it was it was kind of it was a little bit emotional because you know, rest in peace to Kobe. So off the top, I was just I was I was into it. I was into it. And then I mean, just watching how Jordan dominated, like I mean, this guy had the whole world in his palms at, at a certain time, you know. Like, I also liked how he went back and forth from the 98 season to, like, when he won his second championship and then the Olympics and the third championship. I mean, it just showed you how big and how much Jordan dominated the entire world, not even just a sport, the entire world, bro. Now, that's real, man. I would say for me it's been interesting watching it because – I started watching basketball with my dad when I was um, nine, either yeah, eight or nine. So, so I remember, I remember the second three P, but I remember the end of it. Cause that's when I started watching basketball. So this is like, this is like 97 and onward. Those are like my most fondest memories of basketball. But when you're a kid, you're just watching Michael Jordan elementary school because everyone is watching him. Mind you, I don't yeah. really understand the game, but that's when I started watching. And it's like, as an eight, nine year old, you're like, this guy, he doesn't look, human like it didn't feel real and it's been for me it's been surreal to watch it right as an adult and just kind of see and also to apply to to my own life like you gotta work hard bro nothing is like nothing comes easy to you bro you got if you want it it don't matter what it is whether you podcasting you you work in finance or whatever your career path is you gotta put in the work like it's not gonna come easy to you and I think that's been the biggest like takeaway for me Right. That's and also yeah. there's another there's another thing too I wanted to share with you like watching the episode about you know with Mike and Kobe I thought this is like a big thing bro I think as black men it's very important that we mentor the next generation right and and you mm-hmm. saw Kobe talk about Michael you could tell he loves that guy and Kobe's not a softy Kobe guy yeah. like, Kobe's like one of the hardest dudes but like you saw him get emotional talking about Mike and what Mike meant to him right but also on Mike's side right he saw somebody that reminded him of, of him. Looking at Kobe at 19, he was like, this guy is me. And that's the main reason why he hipped him to game and, and shared everything with him. And for us, that's the same thing we could do for the young that's coming up, you know? Yeah, you know what I see with a lot of black men? When you see the same dog that you got in you and another guy, you look at that as it's only one of us that can survive. You know, that's how you look at it. And you automatically try to go for that person's neck, you know? And I mean, I'm, 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 I, if there was no Michael Jordan to mentor Kobe Bryant, I don't think we have the same Kobe Bryant we have today, you know, because you can, you can work as hard as you want. If you don't have the right direction and the right counsel, you could be working backwards. 
you know, you still have to have somebody to help steer you in the right direction. And I feel like that's what Mike was for, for, for Kobe, you know, yeah, you know, one thing that I, I, I really, I really like what you, about what you said was, you know, Jordan worked for it, you know, like you have to work for it. You know, he came in, he, matter of fact, they showed him in college and they, they talked about the leaps that he made year over year. Like my man came in running a four, five or four, six. And then the next year he was running a four, three or four, four. Like that's crazy. So what is something in your life that you are attacking with the same fervor that Jordan was attacking his athletics? So for me, like one thing is um, definitely like my career. I just started a new career about two years ago. I'm in the cybersecurity field. Okay. So like my, my thing is like for me, it's just like gaining as much knowledge as possible. And as you know, it's just short amount of time as I can. Obviously, I'm not going to be an expert, but my whole thing is like, I believe in like just basic principles. If you learn what you need to learn, the rest will follow, right? But you got to be willing to put in whatever little work that it requires, you know, to, to move forward. So that's kind of one thing that I'm, I'm attacking this season is just really just trying to grow in that area of my life, you know? All right. So I, I'm, I'm going to let you have that, but you also got to tell me, you got to give me an MJ moment because MJ had some crazy moments where he was super competitive. So if you're attacking your career, like MJ, what is your MJ? Like how far have you gone to, you know, get better? So I would say my MJ moment right now, I would say it's kind of, I'm on the verge of when he kind of beat the Pistons. Okay. I mean, so look, I took an exam a few months ago, failed that joint. So basically I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to like recoup and like re-strategize. And I don't know if you remember, he had to go put on, you know, put on some muscle, right? So yeah. that's kind of, kind of where I'm at right now, where I have to kind of get a little bit sharper and just kind of re, re-strategize so that I can, you know, eventually you know, get that, get that first ring. So that's the MJ moment right now I'm in. Okay, nice, nice. My MJ moment, bro, I'm trying to get married, man. I want to marry. Wow. That's that's wow. my MJ moment, bro. <laughs> that's... For that first ring, 91. You trying to get that first championship. Hey, hey, I want my first and only ring, okay? I don't need a repeat. I don't need three. I just want one ring, you know? I'm good, man. And I, I'll say the way I'm attacking that is – Basically, I'm just trying to I'm trying to unlearn some of the patterns that I've I've I've, I've learned through my years of dating, you know, premarital sex, um, talking to multiple people. Um, so I'm unlearning all that. I, I, I've shed all that, and I'm just I'm focused on one person. I went on a little quarantine date the other day, you know. So I'm not going I'm not going to give too many details because I feel like people are going to come at my neck like Ah, you went out the quarantine. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on that, man. Focus on that. So the reason why we wanted to bring up this Jordan documentary is because Jordan had so much power in this documentary, you know, and we kind of saw some, some of the issues and I'll say issues and that could be a subjective thing, you know, but we kind of saw some concerns with Jordan, you know, so when I was watching it, I was thinking about Kanye West, the, you know, no one man can have all that power. Can we quote Kanye West on, on this podcast? Yes, we can. Okay. Yes, we can. It's okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was thinking about that. And I wanted us to focus on that because as men, even though we don't have that Michael Jordan power, we all have points in our lives where we feel like we're invincible and we start doing some crazy stuff. Man, and there was something he said, bro. I don't know if you remember where he said he, he even admitted 
that you wouldn't want to be him, right? So kind of yeah. what I take from, take from that is it's it's never enough, right? We can think we have it all, but at the end of the day, it's it doesn't do anything for our soul. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's frivolous. It's fruitless, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I think what is the most important thing is we need to make the things that count count and leave the rest. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is, you know? Yeah. And whichever way you look at Michael Jordan's career, you know, the guy wasn't perfect. You know, one thing that I, one thing that I saw, bro, he had a gambling problem. Okay. When you're pitching quarters with your security guard or whatever, and you you can't walk away. Like he, he had a gambling problem. Okay. And just because the law says that if you gamble, you know, it's not illegal. Doesn't mean he did not have a gambling problem. Yeah, he, he was an addict. And I also like that it showed that our heroes are flawed, right? They they have flesh and blood like me and you. They're flawed. They're going to make mistakes. Oh, yeah. And when you talk about flesh and blood like me and you, let's also talk about skin like me and you because, you know, when we have these flaws, there's a microscope on, on everything that we do. You know, it's like, oh, if you do one thing wrong, that's got to translate to everything in your life. You could be... You could be somebody who's strived for excellence your whole life, but if you do one thing wrong, everything comes under a microscope. And that, that, that was the same thing with Jordan. You know, and I, I don't think it's far-fetched, you know, because some people were saying, did he bet on Bulls games? If you told me Michael Jordan bet on Bulls games, I'd be like, okay, are you, why are you surprised? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, I mean, I, again, he had an addiction, and I think he just tried to – cover it up but again i'm glad they talked about that i'm also glad he didn't run away from it and he just said like hey i like to gamble it's something i like to do you know and i think that's also an example of when we don't control our passions or the things that we're like really super passionate about in his sense it was competitiveness right you don't always have to you don't always have to be on all the time right and it doesn't have to translate to everything because you we could see the effects of what that caused in his life you know yeah, yeah. And I like what you said about, you know, not being able to control our passions, you know, because as a man, I've seen myself in places where I feel privileged, where I feel like, you know, I'm better, like I, I, I'm favored, and I've taken advantage of some things, you know, uh, w- one area for me is just dating, you know, I've seen myself take advantage of, of, of people, just because I felt like, I could do this, you know, I could get away with this. I have peers that get away with this, you know, and for me, I had to figure out a way to, okay, how do I, how do I, how do I say no? How do I control myself? And, you know, one thing I noticed about Jordan was he was in the midst of people that didn't think what he was doing was harmful. You know, like when you're in sports and entertainment, nobody's going to look at you and say, Oh, hey, you're going to a casino. It's it's just it's just part of the business, you know. And I look at my life, and when I was indulging in, you know, like we'll go to the letouts after the clubs, we'll you know drinking, smoking, doing things like that. The people around me didn't see me as a threat. They just saw it like, oh, he just do this here and there. But they didn't have to live with the man who went home, and some of the some of the practices that I was doing. I carried that over into other places in my life. So, you know, when you said, you know, don't know how to control your passions, I mean, you can be passionate about IT and you can also be passionate about whether it's your 
com- competitiveness, that could move over into, okay, drinking. You know, you go out with your, with your, with your boys and it's like, yo, I want to make sure I drink the most. I want to make sure I turn up the most. It could be about women. I want to make sure I get the most women, this and that. So let's talk about how we can actually, how we can actually control ourselves. How about that? Man, that's, that's heavy. And um, I think with that, like the safest thing is you need to understand how to, what are, what's the most healthiest way I can channel my passion to focus on it for this amount of time. And then also take that energy to channel it into something else that it's healthy and good for you. Right. So it's, it's learning how to find the balance. Right. And, and you can, you can relate that to all of your life, right. Whether that's you, you work very hard at work, right. But you find other ways to decompress, whether that's, you know, going to the gym, you know, working out, you know, boxing, or finding you know, various hobbies to balance yourself and keep yourself balanced. Because if you don't, right, that can translate kind of to like what you said into other things. You know, you can become an avid drinker or whatever the case, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't channel it, you can turn it into something else, you know, yeah, something you else see, negative. And you see, one thing I notice is if you go by what the law says, you could still get yourself into some pretty bad practices, you know, just like, when Michael Jordan said he had that interview with the with the Ray Bans on, he's like, "Yo, I don't have a gambling problem. Like, yo, I, I just I just went out. You know, it's like he didn't break any laws, you know. But those things, just because that that they're, they're not breaking any laws, doesn't mean that they're not hurting your soul, you know. So, um, I I wanted to dive into some scripture. Um, the way we the way we run this podcast is just we're gonna talk about certain topics and we're always gonna try and bring scripture into whatever we talk about. So I'm gonna go into the first scripture of the day. I'm turning to Galatians chapter five, and I'm gonna read, I'm gonna jump around from verses sixteen through twenty-five. All right. All right. So I got my KJV out. All right, so let's see. So I'm going to start on 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, that verse 16 is very important to me because, you know, I used to tell myself, hey, I, I, I want to settle down, but I can still have fun. What that means is I was still going out to the clubs. I was still drinking. I was still partying. I was still just, you know, doing stupid, silly things. And I would leave that place come home and say, okay, now I'm ready to settle down. <laughs> and those things were just contradictory to each other, you know, and I, I never for once stopped and said, if I'm looking for something that is so good, why am I going to a place where I know there, there are things that are really bad there, you know? So verse 17, for the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Then I'm going to go down to verse 25. And it just says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit, you know, and that's, that's part of why I'm doing this podcast with you, you know, because I feel like I talk about God in so many instances, but I also want to make sure that, you know, even in podcasts and even when I'm just chilling, you know, when we're just having a good time talking about Jordan, it's like, yeah, let's talk about God. Let's bring him up, you know? So, I want to continue walking in the spirit because if I do that, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very difficult. Temptation is not like if you walk in the spirit, temptation is not going to come, you know, temptation will come, but it will be easier for me to obey 
God's law if I'm walking in the spirit. Man, that's real, man. And for me, the one scripture I, I, that I took away, you know, also from, and that I can also take from kind of the last dance and just the life of Michael Jordan. This is from you, Proverbs 14, 23, where it says, there is profit in all hard work, right? But endless talk leads only to poverty. So basically, it's like I could either talk about it, right? Or I could be diligent and put in the work, right? And then when you put in the work, you see the results and you see the fruit. So that's that's kind of my takeaway is that I have one of two options. Either I can just talk all day about it or I can be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty and put the work in behind the scenes. And that's pretty much, you know, what, what I'm going to try and by God's grace do. Yes, sir. Just like we set this podcast up, and you just went and broadcasted it to everyone before we were supposed to. Bro- no, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Sure. No, but hey, I want to move into our next topic because I feel like this topic could take us hours if you really want to spend time on it. But it's something that it affects our community. It affects our community. We've seen the popularity of social media pages talking about this. I hate the fact that social media picks up on some negative things and it just spreads like wildfire. And now you have, because when one black man is blamed, every black man is blamed. I just want to make that certain, you know, like we're all collective. Okay. When we do something good, we're singular. Okay. It's like, Oh, Hey, only one black guy was able to accomplish this. All right. But when we do something bad, one black guy does something bad. It's like all black guys are doing something bad, you know? So I, I hate the, when, when media, social media picks up something negative about black men and it just spreads like wildfire. I mean, I do want people to be aware of things. So I, I definitely understand it, but I'm talking about the subject of sexual assault and rape. You know, um, I think you're privy to all the social media pages that were popping up talking about inappropriate things, so let, let's just dive into that. Let's dive into it. What do you think? So, yeah. So what I think about it is, and I think it's good that we're shedding light on, you know, sexual assault, rape, and just rape culture. Um, there was um, like Twitter pages and IG pages, um, you know, exposing these activities and also exposing individuals. Um, some may disagree. Um, some may disagree on the methods, right? Like saying, oh, what value does this add? You know, why? But my thing is like, I think we should have this conversation, right? Because even if you look at the statistics, like black women, this crime happens to them a lot and they do not get the justice they, you know, they deserve. So I think we as men, right? And me and you as black men, right? We need to speak up for our sisters, right? We need to defend. We're not demeaning our brothers, right? We're just saying like, hey, this is a thing that we just don't want to happen anymore, right? We want to help you know, curb this issue, but also give those that have been affected, you know, give them a voice, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot, you know? Of course. Uh, So what if you saw me on one of those pages? I mean, honestly, bro, I'm I'm not going to hold you because I, obviously because I know you, but my thing is, I don't think I would be quick to defend you. Like, I would, I would just want to know, like, what happened? I mean, I would hope and pray that you would tell me and I think this is the issue, right? And I'm not, I'm, I don't know any of these guys, right. but God, God knows the sins that they've committed, you know? And if they have committed this, this sin against these women, he's going to hold them accountable. Of because course. it is a sin. It is a sin. It's, it's atrocious, right? But I also feel like 
with most things we do, people don't want to tell you what they did, right? Of and, course. And, and, and I want to ask you this, bro. Why do you think it is men coerce women, right, or make them uncomfortable to the point that they're either begging or they feel like they can convince women into doing something with them, right? When she already says it, when she already says no, like, why do you think they do that? Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. And in my opinion, I think men do that and we are part of men because we've been raised to compete. We've been, we've been raised to hunt, you know, and when you think about a hunt, the story of you just going out and just killing something isn't really as interesting as you going out and the wild animal is running around and you know the wild animal is not not going down and then after a bunch of tries you finally kill it and you bring it back home to the family you're like hey i'm a champion you know so i think it's 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 just the way we were brought up not not in terms of like hey you have to you know inappropriately interact with women i just think in terms of how we compete and how we deal with not getting what we want you know as men it's like oh if you put your mind to it you should be able to get it you know and you should be able to go out there and and tackle everything that you set your set your mind to and men apply this to women as well now you see women who are like uh I don't really want to do anything. And the guy's like, Ooh, I have the perfect plot. I have the perfect plot in my head to make her do what she said. She, and it's, it's sick. It is sick. It is. You know, it is. And, and I feel like, bro, and this is what broke my heart. Right. I feel like a lot of women have caved in, right. Because a dude is kind of like you said, either begged, right. Or just, just made it so uncomfortable to the point where she's probably been like, you know what, if I, if I give in, he'll just, to leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? But my thing yeah. is, bro, right? You should never have to beg anybody, right? It, it, regardless of the you know what I'm saying? You should never have to put someone else in that type of position in a perfect world, in a perfect yeah. world scenario. But now, it happens, you know, and it breaks my heart. Let, let, let's look at where we live at. We're in a country where the president has had many accusers come out against him. The Democratic nominee had a woman come out against him so part of this is also unfortunate it's just american culture you know it's like when you are a man of a certain caliber certain stature you are going to play your hand part of it i'm not saying it's right you know i'm just saying if you look at the ecosystem we live in you know some of these powerful men i'm 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 not saying they're guilty i don't know anything about that story but hey this is something that it's like oh this is normal, you know? And then with us, with us as black people, then it's, it, it's everything that white people, you know, do, they could have their careers, they can have their lives. But when it comes to us, because we have so many other issues, this is like 10, 15, 20 times worse in our community. It is, man. And if you like look at the statistics, I also feel like white women get more of the benefit of the doubt versus, you know, women oh, yeah. of our color. You know what I'm saying? Women of our color, they don't, like, even within the whole movement, you know, to fight against this, I feel like white women benefit more than black women. And even that blows me. And that's another topic of discussion for another day. You know what I'm saying, bro? A a black woman comes out and says something and they'll look at her body and say, oh, I mean, you asked for it. Or, you know, they'll, they'll say stupid things like that. So, look, 
if you're a woman and you're listening to this podcast, I mean, my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to women in general. You know, it's, it's not easy. But I, I want to talk about just the divide that this creates between men and women. You know, we already have divorces that are inching up higher and higher in our community, broken families, um, families with issues within them, domestic. We have all these issues. And I look at this as another way that the devil is breaking into the family. Okay. Cause now you're having broken people, whether it's the man who's saying, Hey, I thought you wanted this. I thought you gave me the go. Or it's the woman who's saying, Hey, I trusted you with something and you took advantage of me. You're having broken people now go out into society and they don't trust. How are you going to love properly when you don't trust? That's, that's so real, man. Um, I think it's creating broken families and, you know, broken situations. And what you have is you have a generation of men, right. That don't know how to love properly or do things the right way. Right. To the point that they're now doing these things, right. Because they're broken and they're, they're messed up. And also, like you said, I feel like the devil is taking advantage of, of these broken people, right? So using broken people to commit evil acts against other individuals, right? And I, I do believe it is a demonic, like it's a demonic thing, right? I feel like to, to do that, like that's a manner of evil. You know, I don't think it's a natural thing. You know what I'm saying, bro? But bro, here's the thing. We're so far gone as far as like so far left People don't even think about why were y'all having sex in the first place anymore? It's just, it's just like, it's at a point where now you're looking at, well, when he did this, why y'all was having sex? Why didn't you, why didn't you leave? You know, and I'm, I'm thinking of this and I'm like, people are not even dating, you know, and I'm, I'm not here to, to talk about people who are, I'm just saying people are not even, they're just hooking up. You know, nobody's saying, Hey, you love yourself, right? Why are you giving yourself to this man or woman before you can even establish some type of agreement like hey you gonna take care of me hey are are you gonna take you gonna respect me you know so i think we gotta go back to yo how do we regard each other do we love each other like do we love each other from the start or is this something where you know i'm looking at you like you're worthless because that's what I see when I hear about like, oh, I just had this one night standing. I'm not here to judge because I've lived a life, you know, not, I, I've learned. But when I hear things like that, I'm like, do you, do you people love yourselves? You know, because you're giving yourself away to somebody who you don't even know. You don't even know if they're a good person. That's real, man. Um, it's, it's, it's just kind of interesting. I want to say interesting, but like to see this cycle like my thing is like I want I want this cycle to be broken, right? Like I, like I want men to be healed, right? But also would hope, right, that the next generation that we can raise men that are healthy and whole, right? That we can raise men that will speak up for those that are mistreated, right? And that goes all across the board, but more specifically to what we're talking about, right? That we can create a generation of men that will defend, you know, these people's honor you know what i'm saying that'll that'll stand up and say you know what this is not right and i'm not gonna stand for this hey. i feel like i feel like we're silent or well, i feel like we're silent right i feel like we don't yeah speak up enough you know what i'm saying bro i'm gonna keep it a buck with you we gotta start governing ourselves because it's unfortunate but there's a high likelihood 
that we know somebody who has inappropriately touched a woman. You know, and I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I've had conversations in the past where it's like, yo, I'm about to go over Shorty Crib. Oh yeah, she be playing. She be playing like she don't want it, yo. But I'm gonna be. I've had conversations like that with people. You know, like I've I've heard people tell me that, and I'm I, I stand before you today, knowing a lot more. I stand before you today also. I've begged God to forgive me for my sins, you know, but I've heard these conversations and I've looked at it and been like, Oh, have fun, bro. I've, I've, I've literally heard conversations like that. So I'm not, I'm not going to like judge you or, or hold this against you. I would say now you're definitely more woke than you were then. Yeah. I can't, I can't sit here and pretend to you like I was not in those same type of conversations. Right. Maybe like you're like 18, 19 at that time. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't, we don't have the level of life experience now. Right and the, the wokeness and wisdom to be like, you know what, that was off. Something was wrong with that, right? But thankfully now, right, we have the foresight exactly. and life, ex- life experiences to look back, right, and to say, you know what, you know what? that wasn't so right, right? And, and so now if we're in a situation, if we hear something like that, right, we can, we can speak up against it and just kind of the work issue, against that. The issue is I know there are so many young people, and I'm not even going to say young people, it's people my age, you know, I'm about to be 30, you know, shout out to me. I'll be 30 May 19th. I'm about to be 30. I know there are people my age who still have that same mentality where it's like they go out somewhere, they meet somebody and it's like, oh yeah, I'll I, I probably, I probably do this in a month. I know there are people that are like that, you know? So for me, what I've told myself is if you're a friend of mine and you talk like that, and this has been my principle for, for a while now, you know, even though I did delve into my distant past, uh, this is me now where it's like, I'm talking to friends. And if I hear stuff like that, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking them like, yo, what you mean? Like, what, what are you really saying to me right now? You know, I, I want to know, I want, I want you to be straight up with me, you know, because you have a lot of men who they talk to each other and they're literally telling you what they're going to do, but they're coding it in, in like, oh, we're just boys. You know, I'm like, nah, like talk to me. Cause right now what you're saying is very inappropriate, you know? So I'm, I'm making sure I'm calling that out. I'm glad you're doing that because, like, also, like, now, too, I'm at a point now if any of that type of conversation is going down, like, I got to I gotta dead it, right? Like, nah, that's, bro, that's not going to fly. Like, nah, don't, don't talk to me about that. Don't say you're going to do that. Also, like what you said, the code words are, are uh-huh. a buzz, right? And I would tell you this, right? As a man or just whoever you are, man or woman, as an individual, right, you're allowed to change your, your standpoint, right, and your views when you get new information, right? new knowledge and new revelation. You're allowed to do things differently. You're allowed to see things differently, right? So both of yeah. us, like you just said, we're allowed to speak up against that now, knowing what we know now, right? Knowing the knowledge and life experience, we know now to, how to combat and just how to be like, yeah, and just say, no, we're not rocking with that. Yeah, so I want to go ahead and tie this into some scripture. Um, I remember when I was younger, I remember talking to a friend of mine who he knew a lot about the Bible. You know what he told me? He said, look, if you sleep with a woman and she's single, you're single, you haven't broken God's commandment of not committing adultery. That's what he told me. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I was younger, he broke it down to me. He said, hey, adultery is somebody who is married sleeping with somebody who isn't married. You know, and I believed that lie for, for quite some time. You know, I did believe that. But now that I am... I guess you can say I'm woke or I'm, I'm saved. It's for me, it, 
to look at my errors, I'm like, man, I was such a fool, man. I was such a fool. So the scripture I want to go into is in Matthew's chapter five. So it's Matthew chapter five, and I'm gonna read verse. I'm gonna read verse seventeen. All right. So verse seventeen says, "Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets." I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So this is Jesus talking. And then I'm going to go down to verse 27. All right. So it says, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. You know, and I remember when I, I remember when I, when I read that, I've always, I've always read the Bible, but sometimes I, I I read the Bible to feel accomplished, you know, like I would just read it to be like, Ooh, I read today. Like I'm lit. You feel me? But when I actually started reading for understanding and, and praying about what I'm reading, it was like, okay, the thoughts that I even have about women, those are so impure and so sick. And I had to work on like, okay, my subconscious. And you know, why do I even the first time I meet somebody, I meet a woman, I'm looking at like, Ooh, how was she shaped? You know? And that's what I had to work on. So I wanted to touch on that because there are a lot of men who I call it the look back syndrome. You know, these are guys who, whenever they walk in, they see somebody walking past them. They don't look them in their eyes because they're scared. What they do is they wait and then they do a little look back, you know, like, Ooh, let me see how she looks. And I remember there was a point in my life where I was like, yo, I don't, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. You know, and I kept working on it. I kept working. I kept praying. I kept asking for forgiveness for my thoughts. You know, and I finally got to a point where, I mean, I'm still a guy, you know, I still, beautiful women are, hey, they are just beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's great, but it's one of those things where I'm not a slave to my eyes. You know, I'm not a slave to, you know, pornography. I'm not, and we're going to get into a lot of these topics. So I don't even want to steal any of this thunder. So I'm going to just go ahead and let you give your scripture and, and, and relate it. Yeah, so my, my scripture is pretty long, but it's basically taken from Deuteronomy 22, 25, 27. But I'm basically just going to paraphrase it. But it basically kind of talks about like sexual sin, as well as like it hints on like rape. And you can also kind of use it as a way to understand God's heart towards this crime, right? So basically what, what the Bible is saying about it here, right, is God equates it to murder in terms of how God weighs ways on um, sin right he, he equates it as the same thing as committing murder right and the, what the bible says is right that this is offense an offense that deserves death right so basically what this is saying that god takes this seriously right that you yeah. should not commit this against somebody right it's a sin to the point of where god is like yo and and this old testament is saying like yo you deserve to be struck down you deserve to die for committing this evil so uh, I know that's kind of extreme, but my whole thing is like, I want people to understand, right, God's heart towards this, right, that God hates this. He hates yeah. this crime and this act. So that's pretty much the scripture that I that I wanted to use. Word, word. Hey, man, look, when, when, when you said it was in the Old Testament, it's extreme. Sometimes you need that extreme, you know, because that's what's going to put the fear of God in you. You know, God, I, I think people sometimes when they think about God, it's all about, okay, what can God give me? It's not about, hey, can God punish me? Okay, because God can punish 
each and every one of us. He could punish Michael Jordan. He could punish you. He could punish me. Anybody listening, he could punish. You know, so when you said, you know, it's kind of extreme, I'm like, yo, some people need to hear that, you know? Now, that's real. And also, too, the Bible also talks about how God is an avenger, right? God is an avenger. And he, and one thing, right, when you read through the, the Bible, God hates the mistreatment of people. That's one, right? He hates evil that is committed towards other people. That's two. Like, God does not stand for that. And that's, like, I, that's one thing I kind of want people to understand is that if this has happened to you, like, God loves you, right? He values you. You're, he made you. You're, you're perfect in his sight. But also, he got your back. Right. He's going to. Yeah. And this is my thing. I don't wish evil upon anybody. Right. But I will say you do. If you commit these accidents, people, God got something for you. He's going he's gonna to take care of you. If you know, if you hurt his children and those whom he, whom he dearly loves. And that's yeah. real, man. No, no, I agree. I agree. Hey, man, look, this has been another great episode. Episode number two. I'm looking forward to. And I, I just want to go ahead and give a preview to some people. We have this list that we made where we got so many topics that we want to dive into. And I'm, I'm, I'm begging you guys, stay tuned, tell a friend to tell a friend. Well, some people already told their friends. But no, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in because we got a lot in store for you guys. That's real, man. And um, I wanted to leave y'all with one thing. Um, this is the National Sexual Assault Hotline. And it is free oh, yeah. and confidential, 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, the phone number is 1-800-656-HOPE. Again, it's 1-800-656-HOPE. And that is a hotline where you can kind of just call and just share your story. And it is confidential. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for closing remarks, you can follow me at Long Live Toby. That's T-O-B-E, not T-O-B-Y. Long Live Toby. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, you can follow my blog, longlivetoby.com. What else? Yo, I need a haircut really bad. You know, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking wild out here. I used to have waves. Now my drawer looks like a cornfield out here, you know. But, you know, we, we, uh, we social distancing. You know, we making sure we just, you know, what is it, flattening the curve or whatever it is. We're going to get through this. What about you? Any, any closing remarks for people? Um, none today, but um, definitely you can find me on Instagram at rice underscore and underscore stew. That's the same thing for Twitter. And um, I hope y'all were blessed by today's episode and our conversation. And me and Toby, we will catch you all next week. All right. Peace. Peace.